Hey, everybody. It's your girl, DJ, with Plan for Keeps podcast. If you're a first-time listener of the show, welcome. And if you're a fan of the podcast and have been listening for a while, I truly appreciate the support. To support the show further, please like, subscribe, comment, or share an episode you feel resonates with you that may resonate with someone else to help spread the word. If you really enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon. This will help me in continuing to make content like this for the podcast and our dating app, Plan for Keeps, that's focused on self-development, awareness, love styles, emotional intelligence, sex, and attachment theory. Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into emotional intelligence, sex, love, adult attachment theory, mental health, therapy, and everything in between that creates great relationships. Your host, DJ, is a certified life coach and emotional intelligence practitioner. She's here to be of service to all the listeners interested in love and relationship. Now, here's your host, DJ. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, DJ, back with another solo episode. How is everyone doing? I'm hoping amazing. I'm excited to sit here with you guys today and share my thoughts with you on Summer Walker's new album, Still Over It. And of course, tie it back to self-awareness while dating with my own experience. Um, Now, I'm going to just put it out here right now. The album to me was really good. So there won't be any bashing here of the album. Um, out of the 20 songs, I liked the majority of them. There may have been two or three I probably didn't care for. But overall, the album was really good. Um, my favorite song, because I feel like I related to it the most because of my life right now and where I'm sitting at within my life, is Unloyal with Ari Lennox. So <laughs> the reason why I related so strongly to this song is because for the longest time in the past, I wanted to look like the loyal, strong girlfriend and that proven I can deal with a dude shit. Like even if he did the most fucked up shit, like somewhere in my mind, I thought if I just continued to prove my loyalty, my love, one day he would see me one day he would see how bad he's hurting me. And from that pain, we could grow together and just grow. And I think I had this idea because for the longest, what was it saying? Love is pain and pain is love. Something like that. Some saying like that. I truly live by that saying in relationships and ride or die culture is Super real and super fucking devastating. I'm going to say that. (laughs) It is. Anyway, so, you know, for the last few years, I've been breaking away from these ideals that I've had about relationships, the one that I just mentioned. And then, you know, as a child, seeing constant fighting only for people to make up in the most intense ways, me included in past relationships. That's the flow that I grew accustomed to in my own as I got older. And even meeting new people gravitating towards, or even with those people, 
that gravitated towards that warm, familiar, fuzzy feeling of trauma bonding and mistaking it for a loving relationship. Just, you know, as long as we hold it out together, as long as we stay together, you know, and then this song is basically saying, you know, to, well, I guess I'm unloyal because I no longer want to chase the breadcrumbs of instability of feeling love and then dry spells only to fight, to receive the love, you know, that I'm craving during the dry, dry spells once more. And then sticking around really only to say, we got history, you know, he knows me and I know him better than anyone else. And where am I going to rebuild that? And, you know, I finally came to the conclusion of, I don't want to rebuild hard hit chemistry where we only have sparks that light up after indifferences or arguments, you know, who the fuck wants to rebuild that? I know I don't. I finally came to that realization, but I always just, I think in the back of my mind, not even in the back of my mind, I think my logic to that was one day we would stay on that trajectory of just love after the fighting. And it just never happened. It never happened. So once I realized that, you know, that history and him knowing me better than anyone else. And I'm knowing him better than anyone else due to trauma our shared trauma. It, it just wasn't worth it for me. So, you know, I realized for me, I want to build steady love that's built on compatibility, true companionship and knowledge. And I also loved Sierra's prayer. Like it was beautiful and in my opinion, really showed the beginning trajectory in finding the love that she truly wanted, deserved, and desired after dealing with what she thought she could probably mold into what she really needed through just her love alone. And unfortunately, it's not enough. And that's something I had to learn. I don't know if that's maybe the lesson she had to learn. Um, but I know for me personally, I had to learn that my love alone will not save a relationship. That person also has to be willing and wanting to put in the work and do the work for themselves. So as far as the other parts of the album, well, we all know the album is about her public relationship and public breakup with producer London on the track. So a lot of the songs are super heavy in heartbreak, sad emotions, anger, distrust, just all of the feels you would feel if you would be healing from a terrible breakup or even someone who listens to sad music to either help cope with negative emotions, maybe going to introspection on past experience or an experience that you may be going through now. And then there's those people who like to sit and listen to sad music because they like to feel angry or sad, mostly due to past experiences. They like to feel that. Um, I'm happy to say I didn't internalize it due to my own past experiences or felt any type of strong emotions of sadness or anger like I would have if it came out two to three years ago. So listening to this album, it really helped me signify my growth in my self-love and relationship journey. So in the past, I would play sad songs just to get in my feelings and internalize negative thinking on relationships. 
and peel back scabs from hurts I thought were healed. I'm happy to report I was able to appreciate Summer Walker's work as just a great album and not carry the whirlwind of emotions it displayed, like heartbreak, confusion, anger, distrust, and even a dash of pettiness that she displayed all in her lyrics. And the reason why I'm most happy for this is because what we think we become, or even taking account of the Bible verse in Proverbs, as a man thinketh, so is he. There's a lot of scientific arguments around manifestation. Positive psychology is definitely a real thing. And in my opinion, it all links back to the thoughts we create and how our life experiences and choices can reflect on our mindset. So when I used to listen to sad songs, I would take on that pain, that trauma the artist would display and tie it back to a similar event in my life, cycling that trauma through my conscious, back to my subconscious, reliving that icky, familiar feeling. I hate it. I hated it, but didn't know how to discard this feeling because that's the only feeling that I could really tie to connection to a, with another person that I care for because that's all I had an example of. Now think of it. Majority of us run on autopilot and that's due to our subconscious mind. It controls more than 95% of our brain. So I was constantly reaffirming these emotions to be true for me, even when I was no longer in those situations. Our minds and our bodies seek out the familiar. So I would get in new situations, see different faces. The person would have, the people would have different names, but it would be the same type of person. Anybody who I got, who did show me different, give an example, like maybe show me consistent availability, for example, I would disengage. And because there was nothing for me to prove or there was nothing for me to have to show, hey, I'm the worthy person that I know I am. I need you to know it too. Like there there was nothing for me to chase. There was just nothing. And in my subconscious mind, my mantra, my reality was, if you ain't proven nothing, you are easily discarded. So in past relationships, I subconsciously moved that way because I didn't know how to maneuver in a healthy situation. I only knew how to maneuver in unhealthy situations. So I would label that as being bored, but it was way deeper than that. So when I discovered doing the work, one thing I discovered was how Sad songs made me personally refill and relive traumatizing dating and relationship experiences, which enhanced my chances of continuing my toxic dating cycles. So for me, I dialed back on that type of music since I was past the phase of we just broke up or actually going through the situation physically. You know, I think music like Summer Walkers and other artists who sing about heartbreak and sad love songs are definitely needed. Sad love songs can help one with introspection. Sad love songs can help one heal while going through. Sad love songs can definitely serve as a therapeutic depending on when and how a person is listening to the music.
So I just think it's important that we are aware of how we are taking in music, movies, and the relationships around us and really focus on how it impacts our relationships and our expectations and our thoughts while we're interacting with other people, dating, all of that stuff. So I'm going to ramble a little bit because this this thought came to my head and I wasn't sure if I was going to share it or not, but I am. Um, So I've been listening to Summer Walker for the last few years, maybe about four years. I've been listening to her and listening to this whole album. I was intrigued to listen to an old song of Summer Walker's that I absolutely idolized and wanted to find a love just like she described in it. So in this podcast, I talk a lot about me giving my all to a guy and he broke me. And this is how I got on this journey, which for the most part is true. But there was another guy who I can also give credit to on kind of starting my journey in a way of just self-awareness. So um, we started off as friends, but it grew into something else something more, but it was another situation where I knew deep down it wasn't going to work out due to circumstances. He would ask me probing questions that made me question the way I thought about things, my beliefs. He showed me a lot of things that opened me up in positive ways, which led me more on just my own spiritual self-awareness journey. So I think he actually started it and then the heartbreak of the other one came through and it just, it just went deeper from there. So, you know, I also felt for the, he was the first guy I actually felt safe with until things started to crack. But anyway, before that happened, I shared with him Summer Walker's song, CPR. When things dissolved with this guy, like I couldn't bear to listen to the song after that for years, years, because, yeah, for years, because before it actually dissolved, dissolved, it probably was a little over, t- about three years ago. And before it actually like fully dissolved, it was when I just couldn't, I couldn't listen to the song anymore. But anyway, um, after listening to her new album, I decided to play the song again to see how it made me feel. I definitely didn't get that nice euphoric feeling it once gave me. It felt weird, not painful, but something like it. I put it on repeat to see where I felt that feeling the most. And the lyrics that made me feel this way, <laughs> I'm going to try to sing it. Y'all, y'all hold your ears, okay? Um, <clears throat> Everything I've done, you knew, you know. I never really had a home. Damn, I really hate feeling alone. Maybe you can make me feel at home, baby. I hate feeling alone. I hate feeling alone, baby. Oh, 
hate feeling alone. I hate feeling alone, baby. I need you here at home, baby. You're the only one who knows. You're the only one who knows. Like, I know I totally butchered that girl's verse, but after capturing this information, (laughs) I sat and I reflected on that and remembered how the song made me feel. Why I sent it to him, the person I was back then, and the person I am today. In the past, I really connected to the first verse, which was about someone coming in at the right time and saving her. As beautiful as the first verse is, I'm definitely happy that I'm not looking for a relationship to no longer save me from this so-called place that being single is the worst thing in the world. And then I looked at the verse I just sang that punched me in the gut and had me just had this song just on repeat for a minute, like just trying to figure out like, why was I feeling this way? So I've always had a physical home due to my parents being together, sticking it out. They always, they were great providers. They definitely provided the basics for me and, and my brothers and my sisters, but just due to my own childhood traumas and even the chaotic home life, an environment, I would disassociate a lot, like literally get in my own rocket ship and disappear in my own little world. Like I don't even remember parts of my childhood experiences because of it. I also always craved to feel like I belong. I always felt out of place. And I think this is why I dealt with a lot of things that I probably had no business dealing with because Our brains are wired for connection and dealing with those situations, those toxic situations, it still gave me a sense of community that I feel like my brain felt like it was missing or that I didn't feel when I was a child or at home. So thinking on these thoughts now have revealed to me that When I do end up in a loving, stable relationship, I know now the main thing I want is to feel like I'm home, like I'm home within that person and that person and vice versa feels like he's home with me, like not in a clingy, chaotic, toxic way, but in a loving, calm, trusting, compatible way which will take time to grow with another person and won't be like my past relationship experiences where I would jump into situations with the first guy who put on the best front and I would just keep it pushing with him in this fast, toxic way. Like, I'm happy to say I can listen to this song with a new meaning that's deeper than the original euphoric feeling I had of someone saving me. Because honestly, in the end, when we truly want different, we have to be willing to put in the work to save ourselves. So for those who made it to the end, thank you for listening to my TED Talk about the amazing Summer Walker album, Still Over It. 
I'm going to leave you guys with a statement Fantasia made about her own songs to a fan. I'm hoping it ties this episode together for all of the listeners. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time. I had a girl ask me in an interview one time. She's like, you know, we'd like to hear you sing Free Yourself and Bittersweet. And, you know, what are you going to do now? And I said, well, are you in a relationship? She says, no, girl, but I'm looking. I said, well, if you keep singing Free Yourself and Bittersweet, you'll never find it. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.